from a dead man. Greetings. Coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. We're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. There will come a moment when no health service in the world could possibly cope because there won't be enough ventilators, enough intensive care beds, enough doctors and nurses. That is the moment of real danger. The new variant is out of control and we need to bring it under control and this news about the new variant has been a uh, an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act, essentially act like they might have the virus. And that's the way that we can control it together. The way ahead is hard. And it is still true that many lives will sadly be lost. Our advisory group on new and emerging respiratory virus threats, NERVTAG, has spent the last few days analysing this new variant. It may be up to 70% more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You might be infectious and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious, assume you might be infectious and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level 5, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days. And it's going to spread further and I, I must level with you, level with the, the British public, um, more families, uh, many more families, are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on stage, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned, this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary inf infectivity of this new strain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a horrible moment, for sure. I to say, as I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean, it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people. We're looking to move to a different regime. So as we come to the fourth step, we will change the basic tools that we have used to control human behavior.
doctor reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. They are, in a group they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers. Sorry folks, I've got an open tab somewhere. I've got thousands of tabs open. I'm trying to hunt down where it is. Where is that coming from? I've, I've gone and lost all my show prep now. And I'm guessing yeah, I don't have any other tabs open. Sorry, folks. I've got an open tab somewhere. I've got thousands of tabs open. I'm trying to hunt down what? where it is. What is playing? Where is that coming from? Everything I've, I've shot and lost all my show prep now. And I'm guessing yeah, I don't have any other tabs open. Um, uh, what the fuck? Found it. <laughs> Thing. You are lucky you have a stream today. It is St. Arafat Day, so we go to uh, extra special lengths. Despite uh, my tax evading blick, who I go, I go the extra length on St. Arafat Day to make sure that he stays in Mackie D's, hitting the self-destruct button <laughs> on the server. So, one minute it was there, and then the next it's gone. And then 
begins the long process of, well, you know, what do we do next? Do we try and implement some upgrades? And that's always Simon's thinking. And my thinking was, please just get everything back to normal. And uh, when I go for the stem cell shot, you can do it then. And anyway, it's been a long, hard slog because it wasn't a case of just switching stuff back on. And um, But now we're here. We are here. But now the problem is I've gone and shut all my tabs. And that is a sad, sad state to find myself in. So let's just see how much. Uh, yeah, okay. Maybe it's saved most of the most of the important important windows what did it do just there did it just one tab everything Oops. um do this one okay restore that window please thank you and oh, i've lost i have lost the one no 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 i haven't i haven't lost it i think Woo! Whew. So I think we're going to have an interesting stream today. Obviously, there was uh, a bit of fireworks yesterday as uh, we were dealing with, uh, again, this, uh, I don't know, like people are sort of trying to grab onto facets of information. They're trying to churn out, I guess, I presume they believe what it is they think they're saying but you know when you push against it it's flimsy and um you can see that there's a degree of well misrepresentation um not fully understanding the facts to hand and the science continues to move on and there have been very significant moves in the last few well, I say hours, last day, day and a half, which is that we knew that the US right to know a FOIA request had shown that in the pre-submitted edits, they basically describe the restriction enzyme sites that they're going to use to modify SARS-CoV-2. And this is something that... Um, Alex Washburn's paper and um, Vitale and Von Dunnigan um, have, you know, they put forward a very, very cogent argument. And, you know, you, you're seeing damage control right now. Of course, deep state, useful idiot Philip Markelin is um, covering, trying to cover, do damage control on Twitter for EcoHealth. He's obviously a paid employee by them uh, for social social platform management, etc. And the, um, the this this piece of evidence is critical. It's critical. It's over now as to who who was most most likely to have caused this bioweapon construct to be released on the environment and the subsequent uh, assault that took place. And in that 
space in that environment, I would say that it's we can't rule out uh, um, malfeasance at this point. Um, how much of it was uh, deliberate, um, particularly as we saw the uh, well, I was I just used the phrase turnkey totalitarianism. I need to I need to remember um, keep that on the tip of my tongue. That one and the. Um, this, and so around this, where people have worked really hard, the amount of hours I think that has gone in just by people reading these documents, um, writing papers, which is, you know, it's important in science to um, get that get that part done, despite the failings of the system, which have become so apparent in the last few years. You, you want to get a point over in the scientific domain, um, you know, doing podcasts and streams isn't the uh, the way to to do it. This this I see more as um, oh come here get out of the way. Uh, this I see what I'm doing is more just trying to inform people at like a public communications level and a bit of a uh, bit of entertainment for the uh, for the crowds out there and. Um, you know, <laughs> you either love it or you hate it. Um, but you know, we do get, we do cover a lot of ground, and so I, I want to cover a bunch of stuff today. Which um, you know, the Cullen, uh, Good, Goodmanstein uh, axis, and I want to bring some numbers and hard data to some of the discussion that was going back and forth about sequencing, and perhaps a little look into Goodman's past and basically how he literally fits the bill of a IIA operation. Probably, I mean, I don't know if people even know if they're being played or not. I've seen that much stupidity um, emerge you know, from people that I thought probably should have had a better handle on reality because, you know, they were, they were working close in hand with where the people's effort you know if you want you know and we have to give another feather in the cap for drastic um in this in this instance us right to know of course i think they've been uh, spectacular in the current environment and the Uh, what I'm going to do is just go over some of the more arrant stupidity that I've seen in the last 24 hours. And, you know, the first of that has to be dealing with uh, Cullen and uh, Crowdsource the Truth. And so, um, you know, I reached out and we've got, like I said, we've got some numbers and we're going to just read through and understand this uh, Crowdsource the Truth axis. Obviously, most people are aware that it has strong overlaps with uh, George Webb. Um, whether they're really frenemies now, I'm not sure. It, it's But there's some, there's some breakdown in the relationships that they had, but they this particular quadrant of the um internet and the information ecosystem is just a bit too close to intelligence assets for my liking and you can anyone that's pushing a 
demonstrably false line of reasoning, continue to do it and uh, uh, able to, you know, you know, to be doing the, the type of effort with respect to posting online, reading everything, you're basically having to do it full time, I would argue. And the those those that have positions that manage to do uh, uh, tweeting and reading and um, a, and handle whatever a full shift and overtime, um, kudos to you. Myself, um, my my levels are that I do this and you know every, everything around my day is geared towards working to uh, around this sales problem. And you know I want to. We have good news today in just in terms of um we have to we have to use the um resources that we have available to us we do have vaccine um i think it's in uh, it's sealed um it's uh hasn't been it's been cold chained etc and and so the experimental step to do next and this was something that i was talking about doing a year ago and i decided at the time as arna burkhardt's work came out and he showed that there was amyloidosis in um, human patients now i thought that would have been a knockdown argument in terms of the risk from amyloids prions in this instance and i I, I figured it would be better to. Uh, it, would, it essentially means you've got to take animals and you've got to put them through this um, testing procedure, and that uh, you, you shouldn't never take. You should never take that lightly. But my position right now is such that because we have new data which shows that there is a human prion protein specific epitope. On the S1, that is active. Um, I want to say, you know, I'm, I, I love Clucky, but she doesn't. She's not getting the molecular biology. And she was saying to me earlier that the S1 fragment is uh, essentially destroyed in um, viral replication. This is not true. Um, the model systems uh, show this, and the. Yeah, and and so I've got I've got to I'm I'm in a position to be able to do it, and it would be a um I I wouldn't be well uh, living up to what what I consider to be my sort of ethical moral obligations of someone who's doing this whatever you want to call it public access um, investigations into. As we know, the evidence continues to build that this comes from biological warfare and medical countermeasures research in a best case scenario, in the best case, that something went wrong in a lab and then there was this cascade because the bureaucracies and the uh, the institutions had been pumping billions of dollars into this uh, um, frameworks. Uh, particularly post 9-11 and the they hid the strategic fear around 
biological weapon release around the concept of natural pandemics. And I want to touch on that a little bit today. Um, Jicky has made a, a fairly substantial comment about Robert Malone um, appearing on uh, Dr. Malik's podcast. And I want to go through that because I think there are there's important points there that, again, encompass this topic that I'm trying to cover today, which is that you're getting a um, nonsense vector occur within the people who have been trying to do this uh, public public analysis of this data and we'll, we'll look at some stupid examples of that um, we've got a gem from who's tonic that we can just go through and just again um, the shit tier level of analysis should make you think that you, you're not being these people are not being honest with you right there's motivated reasoning behind the statements that they're saying rather than relying on the best data that we have to hand and again as broken as the publication and science system is it still spits out these data points that we can aggregate and look potentially to where we're um, where we're heading and well it, you know <laughs> I keep saying it now but the post post Nystrom Hammerstrom prion identification. We're in a we're in a different different world right now until we can diffuse excuse the pun this uh, this particular issue, which is again why I've taken the uh, the step to I, I can't just be sitting here talking into a camera, I've got to get my shit together all behind me and execute the experiments needed to see what happens when uh, we, uh, we can only work with vaccinated um, models or recombinant spike models. But we must see if we're able to pick out scrapey prion protein. And that's, that's the goal in the coming weeks to hit the ground hard in that respect so streaming may be a little light in that instance i've fought long and hard about streaming those experiments i'm somewhat concerned about showing animal uh, animal testing on camera in such uh contentious a contentious scientific space. Um, perhaps I, I thought maybe I could do something like I could stream, not really show the experiment, but talk through what I'm doing as I'm doing the experiment and then try to aggregate data. Um, we can do that, maybe. I still I still need to think about this though. So um, there's a lot of a lot of my energy in the last couple of weeks actually has been going into again i've got to inventory everything that i have to hand i need to um line up to see what we need to get in terms of uh equipment and um luckily in this instance i've got someone who is prepared to cover those experimental costs so it's not i'm not going to lean on um 
my community to say, please um, fund fund these science experiments. Um, you sh you sh you shouldn't be having to do that. Um, please fund me. Please uh, support. Uh, <laughs> even now he's a goddamn chaos agent in the back room, tinkering with uh, <laughs> everything internet. Uh, please, 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 uh, feed that bleak, uh, Simon Phoenix, my, my tax evader and, uh, usually, usually, um, network computing genius. And so, uh, I think that covers an anything that I wanted to touch on in the opening, uh, monologue. Um, so, uh, let's see, let's just see if we've got in the chat. Um, Chris, good to see you. Um, and do, 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 do. Uh, please provide highbrow talk whilst I level up in Path of Exile Axe. Is that you, Bean Lord? <laughs> I don't know about you asking for uh, highbrow chat. Uh, let's see. Simon Phoenix says, What the fuck, Kevin? Um, I don't know what you mean. Uh, don't blame the blick. No, I do blame the black. This, this one was definitely on him. <laughs> What happened was he's just like his PC is overheated, right? And he had a terminal open and, you know, basically just punched in halt. But it was, he punched it into the terminal for all our server architecture for WTYL. So everything just shut down. That's why it was offline. It took fucking nearly 12 hours to bring it back up. So. <laughs> Um, ever thought of a couple 43-inch hires screen so the tables, tabs are visible for old guys? Ever thought of a couple of 43-inch high-res screens? Um, well, you're looking at a 4K, I don't know what this is, 32-inch monitor. Um, I mean, I just don't have space for more i'm surrounded by oh, i don't keep that one on at the moment but one two three four five five monitors and the problem is is that in trying to interact with this fast moving information domain i i have to have hundreds of tabs open all the time and i'm having to constantly sort of cross check and go back and um Re refresh myself because we're covering so much information and the uh <laughs> it's just it's hard for me to see in 4k because it's um it, it's small small tabs and you know if you if you're desperate for a link that i look at you can dm me i'm always trying to look at the chat so please uh say you want that link and i'll i'll put it in there so let's see do you feel more alive now? Um, why? <laughs> I don't know. No. Rumble playback seems to have been turned off again. Ah, oh, did I? Sorry. I mean, that's on me just trying to rush through. Um, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. Um, it's it's just high pressure. Um, I need to make a new template. That's all. Um, I, I'll I'll get to it. Promise. Uh, do, 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 do. this is where you got to miss the YouTube stream from the COVID days. I'll have to join another day though, as it's late here. Well, thank you, Stitch Max. Uh, still want to name a rat. Um, by all means, uh, you can 
have some names. Uh, I don't mind doing that. Um, please uh, go ahead, uh, and then uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll write it on the cages that I'm ordering. Um, Punjabi Press says, "Don't show the animals." Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's wise to show the animals in this instance. Uh, let's see. Um, you might want to check the Blix credentials again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hundred tab acid coon. Right. All right. So let's uh, let's get on with today's stream and uh, shout out to uh, our good doggy here for this gem, uh, the seizing seizing uh, Jason Goodman. Uh, the seethe face fits his so perfectly. <laughs> With that Ritalin clenched grin that he uh, he has to force out, you can tell that there that's a man that uh, is how should we say his life is frustration. <laughs> In his mind, he hasn't achieved the greats that uh, he thinks that he's deserved to him because you know he's special in that having uh, all that third soul and shit. <laughs> anyway. Um, this has been bombed onto his thread, and um, if I'm going to just put this one in the Discord memes straight away, uh, please, 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 any Jason Goodman uh, tweets, uh, please meme bomb him into existence. Uh, <laughs> meme bomb him out of existence is what I meant to say. Sorry, <laughs> it's been a long day. Long night. Let me see. Dojo memes. Let's do this and do this. Copy image and uh, please uh, let the uh, let the Goodman let the Goodman memes flow. Um, there is someone who is uh, prime prime target for mimetic warfare. I don't think uh, he'll take pressure well. <laughs> Right, right. So if you wanted in here, wanted here, I am. That's me, Dr. Kevin McCann, systems neuroscientist turned a renegade. As uh, we, we the people, have been assaulted by likely the apex predator class, and uh, we're still picking up the pieces. And the, you know, what could have been, or we, we could have hoped that ah, it, it was nasty, and yeah, we had a whole. We're going to have to deal with a whole bunch of. How should we say casualties, casualties and death from everything that was inflicted upon the planet? And but until prion catalyzing epitopes appeared on the scene, we could have argued, well, you know, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, you know, those those amyloids. It, you know, it's one of the things. And uh, you know, the people who Blacks injured or long COVID, etc. It was um, uh, they. We, we could support them and try to bring them back to health, but things things are different now. And so my systems neuroscience, my neurodegenerative side in this instance uh, will be coming to play. And if you want to go find out uh, about my work in that space, uh, ResearchGate is a good place to go, and you can find uh, all my uh, citations. All right. Uh, most most important on this day, of course, 
is Bookmark McCann Dojo. And that blue button behind me, uh, you can uh, support the stream, support that tax evader and the carnage he makes in the back room. Uh, use your user cards. Gay Power, Patreon, buy me a coffee, subscribe, star, cryptocurrencies, join the Discord or Gilded. Um, you can also... Oops, sorry, wrong, uh, wrong uh, window. Uh, register to be notified. And of course, you can watch the stream on there when it's live. And uh, nary anyone will uh, track your data, etc. And it uh, seems to be working well. Uh, I'm very happy. Uh, it's a constant battle, this tech stuff. And of course, uh, most of the... Uh, the shekels that get thrown my way goes into the project around just archiving information. I guess I get it. It's video and stuff. We do have uh, book repositories as well. We're, um, we've got secret stuff in the background in terms of our architecture. We're leveraging the, uh, the talent stack in uh, viewership and uh, building out a fine, fine library of all manner of uh, multimedia and uh, some uh, look if you if you donate to me or you're on I, I don't know like Patreon or something and you can show that you go you you make a regular contribution per month DM me and I'll give you access to the library side of our server architecture and uh, you can enjoy yourself knock yourself out. Um, there's plenty in there. You'll be, uh, you'll be occupied for uh, here till kingdom come. All right. Uh, question: Did the channel Telegram channel get dropped? Uh, I hope not. I was just in there a second ago. <laughs> no, it seems okay. Um, let's see. Oh, Astrid Struckelberger. Oh, really. I've got to look at this. What is this? No. That Singapore understands. And you are not, you know, you, it is manageable because you're a country that can say, listen, no, we exit. We are not many, but these people, we cannot accept that you come here with your lorries and all your, your, your weapons, vaccine, equal vaccine, biotech weapon, which we know today has nothing biological inside. It is nanostructure, nanotech, nanorobots. Like I say, this, uh, this silly bitch needs uh, pimp handing up and down the internet till kingdom come as well. This is the type of thing that I'm talking about. We have a serious issue to deal with. And all the time that you've got this, <clears throat> these, these people pulling Right, and basically taking away momentum from the direction that those that are on target are trying to. Um, uh, well, you're putting your effort in, and you just hope that you're you you remain on target, right? Um, and Struckelberger has just been, oh, she's been a silly bitch right from the beginning, and you know, there's um, in any of the legitimate studies that have been done into these vaccines and in this instance i would i would only include the german group and me we're the only ones that have done decent you know i did real time sort of analysis 
So you could see the Raman spectroscopy, the SEM EDX. And what did we find? Well, you know, um, I found an oddity in one vial where it didn't get phosphorus signature. Yeah. Um, was it? I don't know what that means. I, I couldn't repeat it in other vials that we tested. And so it's a spurious signal and we would have to check more batches. Um, perhaps, perhaps as I'm sort of gearing up for a more sort of experimental phase again, um, we'll go back and I've got a bunch more samples that we could test. And as it's just materials collection, the, um, we don't care about the, contents of these uh, or the biological activity of these um vials um the what is going to say graphene we we've shown and myself and the german group are in agreement that there is no graphene nothing what what you should be concerned about and what you should be focused on is the toxic presentation of these materials hyperinflammatory lipid nanoparticle expressing cytotoxic and neurotoxic peptide products and what those peptide products are we're not entirely sure because of this frame shifting uh, phenomenon that's been reported uh, Jean-Claude has um, done uh, a little bit of work now to try to clarify potential expression products uh, interestingly finding that uh, syphilis uh, metalloproteinases could be coded and um, there is a uh, prion signal in these expression products. So you, these are the things that should be focused on. Or the, you know, the genetic contamination from um, KEP. Everything else just becomes spurious fucking nonsense. And you can see how spurious it becomes. As you can see, one, as we're going to take a look in today's stream, um, how uh, once you've got motivated reasoning, you again you're going to miss the target so um can i stand another 30 seconds of this silly moo parasites under uh tubal tubes small tubes that attach to your synapses control you it's oxide graphene it's metal uh japan stopped moderna because there was metal in the vaccine there's enough proof yeah and metals we didn't find it german group found some metals um, I think the metals are probably an artifact of um, the industrial process. It's um, found no evidence to indicate that there was a any of the things that she's claiming in there. And um, she's taking other people's data, whole groups like the Quinta Columna, and running with it. And I don't know how the, how the fuck people are listening to these goddamn retards! Excuse me. Uh, let's see. Are you? If you're looking for a fine hunting rifle, you can't go past a brew baker. Yes. Why not? Uh, just a reminder to everyone that uh, one of the reasons that I'm able to maintain a stream presence is because of uh, brew baker firearms work. Fuck these gaffers! No, it's not working. Oh. Fuck these Where's my uh hey. Brew Baker? Did I turn it off? What? It's gone. 
that's that's what you get for letting uh, <laughs> letting these bleaks uh, in and uh, messing with uh, everything. He's gone. Oh, there he is. Horrified. When they kick out your front door, how you gonna come? Put your hands on your head on the trigger of your gun. That's right, folks. Uh, for the upcoming Freon Zombie Apocalypse, you need a brew baker. Uh, reach out and tap them first before they bite you. Brewbaker Firearms, the number one choice for the coming chaos. All right. Uh, Boosting Ter says, Hi Kev, the no virus BS. The no virus is BS. However, you can't definitively speak for all distributed products based on some credible testing from Germany. Some products did contain graphene hydroxide, also my Pfizer. Um, show me the evidence that isn't um, tainted with respect to graphene oxide. Sorry, everything I've looked at doesn't fit the bill. And if all these shots were filled with graphene oxide, it should have been easy for people to demonstrate and not look at cholesterol crystals, crystals and say that's graphene oxide when we know it's cholesterol crystals. Sorry, um, graphene oxide is not a feature right now until proven otherwise by credible scientists doing um, just, just due diligence in this instance, multiple tests. So, and positive controls so you know what you're looking at on the experimental day and they haven't done that and like i say most most of this bs that this silly cow is pushing right now is because people saw the um cuboid rectangular structures that are that is cholesterol under face contrast microscopy that is not graphene sorry and everyone else has confounding data and haven't shown them doing the experiments. Sorry, um, until you do it live, until you break seals live, doesn't mean much. The German group, I'm prepared to accept their data just because I've spoken to them in person and um, they're quite forward in showing the, uh, the, the process that they work through. Everything else is just fucking clickbait garbage for Quinta Columna level fucking morons that are sitting at the internet in their fucking pants and string shirts looking at Struckleburger and rubbing one out. <laughs> this, is, this is literally the level that they're at. And it should be shut down with a vengeance. Sorry. This is, the, I'm not, people say, oh, you're a bit short-tempered. Dr. McCann, <laughs> it's, uh, as I turn on uh, no virus people. But after four years and considering the gravity of the situation, <laughs> literally, literally, there is a biowarfare component. But that biowarfare component points at prion. Everything else is just, um, well, <laughs> Just, it's just dust in the air, basically. It's it it's it's nothing. Everything points to that. Toxic expression products. Yeah, we'll just call it that. Toxic expression products designed to deliver payload around the body into critical organ systems. And the only way that you can maintain these long-term 
um, emergence of, well, especially in cohorts that shouldn't be dying in such levels, and the data is there that they are dying in excess levels of heart um, conditions, cancers. Um, this is coming from Oxford University now, uh, their, their head. Um, I'm not saying that we know that the products are, are not monolithic because the German group do find some metals in there. We didn't. But then, you know, we're working with a relatively small sample. And, but it's always the fucking nut jobs that have graphene. Always. Always. And what do they show for graphene? Cholesterol crystals. Cholesterol crystals. Let me just see if I'll just bring it up real quick. This is what they want to show. Oh, my God, it's Graphenos Spectaculos. And uh, you can, of course, go and do the experiments like I did. And you can test it against graphene. There's the signal that you get from graphene. Um, there's the EDX mapping for graphene. And this is the rectangular shapes that they're showing here under phase contrast, um, dehydrated and coated with platinum iridium. And um, those are not nanochips. That is cholesterol crystal. Cholesterol crystal that we were able to identify with Raman spectroscopy. Those are um, PEG and uh, cholesterol type peaks. Uh, what else do we see? Uh, we see a peak around 1100 centimeters uh, with Moderna. Moderna was very, very consistent in this signal. And um, you look at the, those peaks and what do we find? Oh, RNA has a peak close to 1100 so does uh, lipids and we look at this and yeah we've got a broad signal 1079 our peak is it's covering quite a bit more it's easily into the um lipid and rna territory everything else that people are pushing on you is nonsense German group said there's no graphene. I'm saying there's no graphene. And until someone does experiments that are thorough and public, everything else is just BS. Uh, let's see. He says, you educate me on salt crystals. Yeah, look, the, the microscopic world is a, is a strange one. Um, you know, look, I, I have this on my... I did the blood test on... Um, what if I do this? Does that show? No. Oh, there it is. Yeah, very, very, very cool imagery. But that's just my blood. Um, dried on a slide now. And I, I understand why people can, if you're not familiar with looking at stuff, and think, oh my God, you know, that looks all kind of uh, synthetic and organized, right? But that's just, that's just blood drying out. Um, is rumble stuttering? Go to uh, wetalkyoulisten.com. Um, use it, please. 
Uh, all right. So um, I didn't even get through <laughs> 15 seconds. So many scientists have, are, are talking about that. But now we no, they're not. No, they're not. have to stop what is going to happen. And, I, you know, and, and Pascal said that he, he saw already this. How many vials have they already prepared? Uh, uh, I talked about if, if I could speak. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. I would... um, yes. Metals, yes metal contamination likely from the industrial processes where they're being <laughs> made in high pressure vats and um all sorts um i would i would be surprised to not find metals in there find metals in regular vaccines that that's a study that's been well established all right um enough of that silly bitch um so <laughs> the original question uh, the telegram group is working um i've uh i put gdl in charge over there in terms of uh monitoring so <laughs> anything that goes on over there you know what to do with me it's just uh it's a associated fan group <laughs> so, all right uh let's do um what was i gonna do yes we're gonna do some of the science and let's let's address the Discord, um, not Discord, I think. I'm, I'm going to use Discord because that's where I was talking. This data, of course, come from uh, our Finnish sniperman, Engine, up there in the Arctic tundra, watching the world. He is the internet daddy. And um, he's also a metagenomics uh, expert now. And uh, let's see what he has to say about some of these claims. Uh, right. So uh, he did a long, long post for me because uh, I wanted to get some numbers. And I know that he has um, databases and script to hand for looking for the questions that Colin um, keeps trying to bamboozle people with. That there is a mass of H7N9 sweeping through the population and they're hiding it from you hiding it from you because they're not doing proper testing etc but that falls when you understand that there's been um, metagenomic testing and also there is current avian influenza that if anyone who watches this space knows is ongoing <laughs> we've seen the chicken slaughters etc and the posture that they take in trying to um protect <laughs> the the measures this, the problem is is that they thought that they could take those measures for poultry and apply them to human beings uh that's uh no bueno right so uh let's see so yeah so um <laughs> he just says lol covid klaus so we're gonna have a look at covid klaus in a minute said that giga spiral is horseshit that's a man who knows horseshit when he sees it Aye. Uh, Gisay just has assembled sequences, not raw reads. That's a mistake on my part. I think Grixie was wrong when he said there's millions of metagenomic sequencing runs because there's not met many of the SARS-2 sequencing runs on metagenomic. Even the nanopore sequencing runs mostly use PCR-based protocol like ONT's Midnight, Midnight and Arctic protocols at the SRA. There's only about 20,000 results for the search phrase metagenomic SARS, but there are 20,000 results. That means there's been a sampling of at the biome at that level across various countries who have um, put it in. I will give you the uh, link um, if you would like to go and look for this data. Um, let's put it in 
here. And um, let's see, I'll give you this link. He goes, I tried searching for SRA runs, which one or more reads that were classified under H9N7 by the sequence read archive taxonomy analysis tool. Here is the link. Uh, Cullen, I know you're watching. Go and scan that data. Go and find that H7N9. It's not there. There are a total of 17,263 results, and they include some human metagenomic sequencing runs that seem to be most likely just runs which matched other types of influenza A, like H1N1. And when Cullen says that there's uh, the tests that would be used to check for, you want a quick diagnostic for someone who comes into the hospital. Um, the US uses a system called BioFire, and it's designed, so it's a multiplex test designed to identify coronaviruses, influenza viruses, bacterial um, pathogens that can cause pneumonia, and uh, a whole suite of potential causes. Someone, uh, I want to say his name was Marcus, very um, eloquently described how the biofire biofire diagnostics, even though it may be missing the um, primers or amplicons for the hemagglutinin spike, because that's the part that changes. H5 um, N7 is, uh, N9, sorry, is a um, an influenza A virus, which means that a lot of its backbone is similar to other influenza A viruses. So someone turns up at a hospital, they've got uh, influenza-like symptoms. And, you know, there are diagnostics with that where you look for the different types of pneumonia. We had quite an elegant explanation from Pierre Corey how they look different uh, on first presentation and evolve over time. And these radiological diagnostics are incredibly important in helping the clinicians decide what's wrong with you in order to try to make some sort of intervention. And BioFire would detect backbones for influenza A. It might, it might have an indeterminate result for H5, um, H7N9, but you've got to um, realize that in that instance, what they would do is send that sample off for metagenomic sequencing, and they would build out and find out if it was there. And if this pathogen was spreading so rapidly through the uh, population, it would be in this uh, sample. And there are ongoing surveillance programs around avian influenza that we've watched over the last four years as we've watched them kill millions of chickens and we get the reports of um, you know, seals seem to be particularly sensitive to the pathogen. And we also had, I remember we had whales um, rocking up in Patagonia a while back. And that was, there was talk that that might have been um, flu, but that, that was a few years ago now. 
So there were a total of 17,263 results, and they include some human metagenomic sequencing runs. Yeah, we did this. There were 463 runs where the metadata matched the keyword H7N9, but they were all part of only four bioprojects. Three bioprojects involved sequencing multiple different influenza viruses. The fourth bioproject included only one run, and it was titled Trace Experiment for Center JCVI Viral RNA Species, Influenza A Virus, a Blue-Winged Teal, Ohio h 7 and nine um here i'll put the links uh in the chat mm -mm -mm. there's one uh, and there is two um uh, just a oh, another interesting uh development i'm going to meet up with um daniel nagaze um this weekend um he's in nagano um it's it's close by to me and um yeah i'm, I'm just gonna meet i don't know if i'll stream it or anything but um i think it's important to i think um daniel has done interesting work um he he claims to have found um metals I, or, or structures um I, I i would argue that what he's seeing is the uh, artifact of um platinum iridium coating in his um samples and um crystallization no graphene but anyway uh let's see so he provides a bunch of links and um i see with in there anyway doesn't matter i could download a bunch of reads and check if there are any human samples which match h7n9 but it would be a futile effort and it would be a pain in the ass because there's so many different runs that match other subtypes of influenza a which would be being detected. And probably Cullen knows himself that he's pushing disinfo, so no amount of evidence will convince him. At the NCBI's influenza virus database, there is a total of 136 H9N7 sequences, but zero of them have a human host. Jason Goodman was the CEO of a company called Aerocine, maybe, Sign, uh, which shot drone footage in Chernobyl in February 2014 when the Maidan coup took place. Ah, oh, imagine that. Steve Outrim wrote that around the same time, the Forward Operations Group was in place in Chernobyl, Ukraine, about 60 miles from Kiev. Hmm, interesting. Uh, here is the link. Steve Outrim also wrote former Breitbart journalist Lee Stranahan, who is a registered foreign agent working for Russian state-sponsored propaganda outlet Sputnik, has been banging the Ukraine drum for a while now. He's the guy who introduced his longtime friend, Jason Goodmanstein, to George Webb. Stegertz, right? What's his last name? Swigertz. Wait for it. My button's itching. The jewel. Uh, always, always comes through. Uh, let's see. Jason Goodman was the founder and CEO of a company called 21st Century 3D. Um, here we go. I'll put that link. 
One person who worked for the company as a 3D generalist was Lee Stranahan's brother, Ken. Outrim also wrote that the LinkedIn profile of a Serbian guy called Ivan Stamatovsky says that he worked for Jason Goodman's company from 2004 to 2011. In 2014, he started a drone company called Easy Aerial, whose clients have included United States Air Force and Navy. The advisory board of Easy Aerial included five people who were senior officials in the Israeli Air Force. The Jew always always comes through. These include Professor Jacob Bortman, Robert Schwartz, Ran Bashvitz, Oled Kalamanovich, Eric Kabariti, I think you would pronounce that. The website of Easy Aerial says headquartered in Brooklyn. Headquarters, New York, Easy Aerial has regional offices in Tel Aviv, Israel, Belgrade, Serbia. Steve Outrim wrote that another Serbian who worked for 21st Century 3D was Jordi Dochn, fucking Eastern, Jochniovic. Jochniovic, I think you would pronounce that. He also wrote, with all these Serbians involved with him, I find it highly suspicious that Jason Goodman recently teamed up with Jan Irvine to smear me. Jan Irvine lived in Serbia around the time of the 90s war, was married to a Serbian, and was registered as an agent and business contact for the American Serbia Serbian Association for Peace. See debunking Jan Irvine, part two, for details. Um, no doubt another um, Soros. Soros NGO. Jason Goodman may have started the trend of filming empty hospitals in order to show that the pandemic was fake. On March 18th, UTC posted a Periscope video called New York City Ghost Town Where's Vero? Day 2 Hunting COVID-19 and New York Hospitals During Pseudo-Pandemic. In another tweet, he described the video like this. While we can still exercise our right to move freely, I continue my ongoing search for even a single EMT, doctor or hospital or admin with direct first-hand knowledge of COVID-19 patient. On March 30th, 2020 UTC, he tweeted a link to his YouTube playlist for videos from hospitals. And he wrote, I think I may have visited more hospitals than anyone else, at least that I'm aware of. When I tried searching Twitter for early videos which said that hospitals were empty, one of the earliest videos I found was posted by someone from Ireland on March 27th UTC, but someone who replied to the tweet pointed out that hospitals were also empty in New York City and linked to a video by Jason Goodman. Excuse me. In an interview with Benjamin Fulford, published on March 27th, UTC. Robert David Steele said, there's also a lot of fakery then. For example, in New York City, they're talking about morgues and emergencies and bodies overflowing and citizen journalists going there are finding zero, zero. By citizen journalists, he probably meant Jason Goodman. The oldest tweet with the hashtag film your hospital I found was posted on March 29th, UTC by Diana Lorraine, who now has a show on the Stu Peters Network. She tweeted, just went to two hospitals in L.A. to check out these war zones that MSM keep telling us about. They're very quiet and empty. We're not being told the truth. 
why. Let's get your hashtag film your hospital trending. We are the news now. We can't trust the news. Post pics of your hospital here. The next t- tweets which used the hashtag were mostly replies to her tweet or quote tweets of her tweet. In an interview with Sasha Stone, Epstein linked, that was published on April 1st, UTC, Robert, oh, so it's Epstein linked, Ghislaine Maxwell linked, Robert David Steele says, we have wrecked a $20 trillion economy for what appears to be a massive medical simulation. The deaths are just not there. On March 25th, local time, the New York Times published a viral video by Colleen Smith which showed that Elmer's Hospital in Queens was overran with patients. But over the next few days, she was exposed and an expert in medical simulation by shady people like Jason Goodman, the Q-tards, Kristen Polon, and Amazing Polly, and the Flat Earthers, Karen B. and Brian Staveley. I'm beginning to sense a pattern here. And, you know, this reeks of IIA operations from flat earth to you know whatever alternative takes on um, media instances and um, let's see on March 25th local time the New York Times published a viral video by Colleen Smith showed Elmer's hospital let me see if I can just find that All the patients in this room, all the feet that you see, they all have COVID. The frustrating thing about all of this is it really just feels like it's too little too late. Like we knew, we knew it was coming. Today is kind of getting worse and worse. We had to get a refrigerated truck to store the bodies of patients who are dying. We are right now scrambling to try to get a few additional ventilators or even CPAP machines. If we could get CPAP machines, we could free up ventilators for patients who need them. You know, we now have these five vents. We probably, you know, unless people die, I-, I suspect we'll be back to needing to beg for ventilators again in another day or two. There's a mythical hundred vents out there, which we haven't seen. leaders in various offices, from the president to the head of health and hospitals saying things like, we're gonna be fine, everything's fine. And from our perspective, everything is not fine. I don't have the support that I need and even just the materials that I need physically to take care of my patients. And it's, it's America and we're supposed to be a first world country.
On a regular day, my emergency department's volume is pretty high. It's about 200 people a day. Now we're seeing 400 or more people a day. At first, we were trying to isolate patients with cough and fever um, and be more careful around them, but we weren't necessarily being extra careful around all the other patients. And then we started to realize that patients who were coming in with no fever but abdominal pain actually had findings on their x-rays and chest CTs that were consistent with this coronavirus, COVID-19. So someone in a car accident gets brought in, and we get a CT scan of them, and their lungs look like they have coronavirus. We were seeing a lot of patients who probably had COVID, but we didn't realize. 10 residents and also many, many of our nurses and a few of the attending physicians got sick. The anxiety of this situation is really overwhelming. You know, all of the doctors, it's hard for us to get tested even if we want to, even if we have symptoms. We're exposed over and over again. We don't have the protective equipment that we should have. I put on one N95 mask in the morning. I need to have that N95 mask on for every patient I see. I don't take it off all day. The N95 mask I wore today is also the N95 mask I wore on Friday. We're always worried that we'll be out of N95 masks. What's a little bit scary now is the patients that we're getting are much sicker. Many of the young people who are getting sick don't smoke. They're healthy. They have no comorbidities. They're just young, regular people between the ages of 30 and 50 who you would not expect to get this sick. So many people are saying it's gonna be okay, everything's fine, we have what we need. And if this goes on for a month or two or three or five, like it did in China, and we're already this strained, we don't have what we need. I don't really care if I get in trouble for speaking to the media. I want people to know that this is bad People are dying. We don't have the tools that we need in the emergency department and in the hospital to take care of them. And, and it's really hard. Of course, uh, this is... You know, you've got to try to remember, cast your mind back to what was going on. And um, in this instance, what, they're losing patients without having enough ventilators, maybe. So um, I'm not buying that ventilators were the uh, force of death that people are claiming in this instance. Um, but that's just me. Uh Let's see, what was her name? Did it say her name? 
Can we find out if this woman was a doctor? Let's just do that again. Healthcare workers around the world are asking for help. What do you want? PPE. What do you need? All the patients in this room, all the feet that you see, they all have COVID. Full speed. The frustrating thing about all of this is it really just feels like it's too little too late. Dr. Colleen Smith. Um, Mount Sinai. Um, she's on Twitter. Uh, let's just see if there's anything that just looks odd in her. Oh, she's posting regularly. this racket going on called prior authorizations where they basically get to practice medicine without a medical license well people are starting to fight back in new jersey there's a bill that's about to go to committee on november 20th it's a prior authorization reform bill here are the bullet points the bill ensures an actual peer-to-peer -peer review by a physician in the relevant specialty it decreases turnaround time to uh, uh oh. I don't know. It seems, uh, Jerome Adams, COVID 19 vaccines are not causing excess death. Shared from a Fred by At the Real Truther. <laughs> um, yeah, this, uh, like I say, I'm thinking that there is excess death um, and we have to be very, very suspicious. Um, yeah, they ignored ivermectin. Yeah, look, the whole issue around what they did at the beginning, we know that it went against protocols, etc. All these things are important. What, what you have to understand is if to maximize impact from the weapon, you have to get everything lined up. It's not just the weapon itself. Um, I, I would make the argument that it was, it's a atypical binary weapon with pathogen followed by uh, the, uh, the gene transfection technologies. And we have to find out if that's true. And the potential mechanisms are, as like I said, I listed them earlier, lipid nanoparticle, toxic expression products, and, you know, potentially there's, um, you know, one of the major concerns is um, super, uh, lipopolysaccharide from E. coli contamination. Um, I think that's what I'll try and do and test with the samples we have left. Um, but, you know, she seems a real hospital. Um, uh, a real hospital. She seems a real doctor. Um, let's see if she would 
Yeah, she's got DMs open. All right, I might try and reach out, see what she has to say. Uh, all right, so how many TikTok videos did she participate in? Um, well, see, this is the thing. People, people are of the opinion that as this, these spots emerge, it should just be like a tidal flood of dead that emerge in a sort of, I don't know, like a flood-like pattern. And even at the, even at the cellular level, when you see viral infection and cells that die, you'll see places where it's okay. And then right next to it, there's places that are fine. And you're seeing a sort of, you know, as above, so below type of phenomenon. Um, was there seeding done in New York? Well, in a biowarfare paradigm, you would, um, you can't dismiss this possibility. It's potentially there. Um, in fact, I would expect it if there was malfeasance behind trying to expose everyone to a prion catalyzer. Anyway, let's get back to Henjin and who is uh, Goodman. Um, let's see. So you know, there was a there was a video. Um, again, you know, you have to take it with a pinch of salt with New York Times, but in this instance, I'm inclined. Uh, I'm inclined to side somewhat with New York Times versus a IIA hangout who's linked to literally the uh, the shit stain on the underside of the internet that is uh, flat earthers and uh, other cranks. All right, so where were we? Da, 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 da. So Holly and Flat Earthers, Karen B. and Brian Slavery. Jason Goodman even view, interviewed Colleen Smith over the phone. So RDS probably referred to the Colleen Smith video when he said that COVID was a medical simulation. My theory is that Colleen Smith video may have been a psyop that was targeted against conspiratards to make them think that the pandemic was fake, so that it may have been part of the plan. People would end up discovering that she was an expert in medical simulation. In the YouTube video in March 2020, where Karen B. talked about how Colleen Smith was an expert in medical simulation, she also said viruses don't make people sick, they're not contagious, there's no global pandemic, because there is no globe. Karen B. is the organiser of Flattoberfest Earth Festival, which is held at the Greenville Shrine Club and Events Center. The website of the Event Center says that Shriners are a member of the Masonic fraternity and adhere to the principles of Freemasonry. Early people who were exposing Colleen Smith as an expert in medical simulation included a bunch of shady characters like Jason Goodman, the Q-Tards, Christine Polon, and Amazing Polly, and the Flat Irvers, Brian Stavely and Crime B. Uh, um, let's see, I just called this hospital, they checked twice, and there is no Dr. Colleen Smith that works there. Critical care patients are in gowns, not shoes, and street clothes. They have plenty of ventilators. This is a flat-out lie. Well, I'm kind of I'm interested in this Colleen Smith now. Mum, wife, emergency medicine doc, interested in medical education and simulation tweets are mine um yeah so she says it in her byline let's 
let's see. Well, I, I'd, I'd like to reach out to her, get her take on the thing. And let's just... Colleen Smith is the Associate Program Director for Emergency Medicine Residency at Elmas Hospital, completed a medical school at Emory University in Atlanta. She then came to New York for residency at Maimonides Medical Center and completed a fellowship in simulation and medical education at NYU and Bellevue Hospital. Um, what is... Let's just clarify what this is. I presume it's like accident and disaster um, training. Emergency medical simulation offered by NYLU, Felman, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to become leaders in medical simulation. Fellows in this one or two year postgraduate program gain skills as educators, scholars, and patient safety advocates. They design simulation based courses for graduate and undergraduate and professional medical education programs and participate participate in rigorous debriefing, training, and coaching sessions. They also develop a strong education portfolio and foundational skills in safety and quality improvement. Working with division faculty, fellows use in-situ simulation as a tool for health system testing in collaboration with our operations and patient safety leadership. This allows fellows to gain skills in applied human factors and systems design. We also encourage our fellows to participate in simulation program development that furthers patient safety initiatives and interdepartmental collaboration. Fellows practice as an independent clinician in our emergency departments and perform fellowship activities at New York Simulation Center for the Health Services. Our state-of-the-art 25,000 square foot simulation facility, simulation tools available for teaching and research. The facility include high-fidelity simulators, task trainers, and hybrid models. Fellows have access to a diverse pool of standardized patients. Fellows are expected to work an average of 16 clinical hours per week. Clinical shifts enable fellows to maintain their clinical skills and provide real-life simulations that can inspire the development of simulated case scenarios. Fellows receive competitive compensation for clinical duties. Um, uh, you know, sketchy for sure. Um, let's let's see if we can uh, find out um, what she is. But you know, I know just in my crossover with, I was around medical schools a lot. That you know, you're you would have um, like surgery simulations, and they could potentially be live um and use model organisms like a pig um they could have dummy um setups where you would try um like all procedures etc for training up and coming medics from drawing blood to whatever trying to use endoscopic materials so um i would be interested to know the full nature of this um, training. Um, it might just be an unfortunate um, yeah, an unfortunate crossover and people are running with something. Uh, so I would I would be very, very careful there. Um, it probably probably could be something like that. So let's go back to what Hengen has to say. In March 2020, one of the very first big names in alt media who started to push the no virus theory was 
the jewel. Flat earther David Weiss, after his old website, deepinsidetherabbithole.com, had been inactive. It used to get redirected to Ole Damagard's website, lightonconspiracies.com. In February 2020, Damagard was interviewed by Jason Goodman about the theory that 5G causes COVID. Damagard appeared several times as a guest on Jason Goodman's YouTube channel in early 2020. Damagard and Jason Goodman did a live stream with Andrew Kaufman the Jew. on May 11th, 2020, UTC, and Goodman tweeted that it was one of the best conversations I've heard about the COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> Damagard published a blog post about a video of Ajanus Wonderplanets uh, on April 1st, UTC, and a video of Andrew Kaufman's presentation live-streamed by James True on April 4th, UTC. And, you know, this was really when I started to pick up streaming because I was watching Kaufman present evidence that was just demonstrably false. Um, he didn't understand the electron microscopy images he was looking at, and he was making... Um, massive fails with respect to uh, pathophysiology that he was trying to uh, explain. Um, big boy, you go get daddy carton of milk in the fridge. In his blog post about Kaufman's video, there's a link to an earlier version of the post with the same title dated March 31st, but the earlier post has now been deleted and it's not available on the Wayback Machine. But anyway, on March 31st, I believe Kaufman hadn't appeared anywhere in alt media outside of Flat Earth channels and his own. I don't know if you've covered this Tao Brown guy on your stream. He's a bioterrorism expert who says that COVID jabs are a race-specific bioweapon which were designed by the Fourth Reich to kill off nine-tenths of humanity so Aryans are immune to COVID jabs. Mm, that would be interesting. Now, I've spoke a few times to Tal Brown via DM, and um, I didn't know he was. The Jew. And he's the one that's pushed venom in the water. Uh, let's see, but it was, uh, it's the Aryans that are, uh, taking the, the riches here, not, uh, not the, the Jew. Uh, let's see, January 15th, 2024, uh, John Cullen says, I never said COVID doesn't exist. I said, Jicky, the vermin's brains are tainted by hantavirus. That's different. Is that play for me? Is that play? Uh, copied from my Pfizer stew HTML file. The description of one episode of the Jane Ruby show said, on today's Dr. Jane Skin Flaps Ruby, uh, Dr. Jane interviews counterterrorism expert Dr. Tal Brown, who explains that self-replicating nanoparticles in the C-19 shots are programmed to grow venom ducts inside the human body. I'm starting to see a theme, folks. Dr. Jane shows you the DOJ's research using cone snail venom to make huge amounts of deadly synthetic conotoxins. They say that deep ocean cone snail venom is a serious threat to humans who never dive that deep. At time 8.50, when Jane Reby introduced Tao Brown, she said he has worked with many of the experts you have already seen on the Skin Flaps show, like Sasha Lapiovia of Team Enigma, Brian Ardis, 
and so many more. Remember, um, Mike Eden is with Team Enigma. How come Lapiova has worked together with so many ridiculous people who are connected to Stu Peters, like Tao Ta Brown, David Nixon, and the Jew. Shimon Yanovitz, the spitter? During the interview, Tao Brown said that snake venom was coupled with graphene oxide and that it was involved in the buildup of the calamari clots. At time 1318, he said, how do you get venom into the body and how do you keep it stable? You add graphene oxide. At time 1740, Tao Brown said that if there is a species of snake that eats rodents, then the snake won't produce venom, which affects amphibians, but only venom, which affects rodents. And then he said in the same way that snake venom in the COVID vaccines was designed to not affect Aryans because the COVID jabs are a race-specific bioweapon that was created by the Fourth Reich. So why are certain people totally fine from this? I'm going to tell you that this was built by the Fourth Reich. And I'm going to tell you that Aryans are not having a problem with this vaccine. Well, German, uh, <laughs> German and Iranian data begs to differ. I'm going to tell you that you can stick this into an Aryan over and over. And what I mean by Aryan, I mean people that originally came from Viking heritage, Germanic heritage, and that basically you can go and look at those principles of what the Nazis believed the superior race to be. And I'm going to tell you this weapon was not built for them. Tal Brown later also said that the Aryans were planning to kill off nine-tenths of humanity. Tal Brown looks like a Middle Easterner and he seems like the Jew based on some of his posts about Jews on social media because for example in December 2020 he published a Facebook post which featured a photo of a Jewish Passover plate which included the following text. Fun fact the Passover plate built for plague in Egypt has everything on it for COVID prevention. Charisse, a sweet dark colored paste made of fruits and nuts. Egyptian, the Jew, make it from dates, raisins, walnuts, cinnamon, and sweet nine. <coughs> Said in a Yiddish voice, and we need Pfizer for Voss. Tower Brown's biography says that he is a U.S. national counterterrorism and EMS advisor and trainer, and that he has been a speaker at a bunch of emergency management conferences. So. There's there's the details here. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. Well, I do know what to tell you. But again, you're seeing these common themes emerge that seem counter. And as data hones in and it becomes more accurate, it becomes more obvious who is spinning and basically being um, dishonest. And the... Yeah, these are, these are um, organized intelligence networks um, designed to seed confusion into the population that want people to not look at biowarfare. Now, you could argue that Tao Brown is arguing about biowarfare. doesn't bring up the Jew polymorphisms, uh, advantageous polymorphisms, which is one thing that I think we should be looking at considering that the Jew is not a signatory to biological and chemical warfare um, acts and uh, treaties.
Um. But this is the level that, like I say, as you're fighting the institutions, you're fighting, like I say, I'm not sure what this is, but it looks highly, highly suspect. And maybe it's just people trying to get along and survive, etc. and uh, considering to be picking uh, a, I'd say, an editorial line um, that they think they can, uh, well, make money from. Um, I can assure you that speaking the truth and calling out these people with evidence um, doesn't get you money and doesn't get you exposure, right? Um, that's the simple um, facts here. And, hey, Church of Epi, good to see you, bro. Um, so let me do this real quick. Um, All right, so I think I might be finished uh, with Cullen. So we've seen that there are metagenomic sequences out there for H7 and 9, and the uh, the what Cullen is saying about biofire doesn't hold up because it would still be an influenza A. Biofire does not release uh, its primers or amplicons uh, to public. It's proprietary, but it will it will detect influenza A because of similarities in backbones. You would get an indeterminate read. So he's lying in that respect as well. And these people just have a suspect fucking past. <laughs> and, and here they are trying to uh, push themselves as uh, bastions of truth-telling. They are far from that. They look like chaos agents to me. Goldenrod says, this is shit. Kev, it's getting harder to talk to an unvaccinated awake person than a regular sheeple due to this no virus 5G shit. Didn't realize how hard the Israelis went into this at the grass root. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so let's move on. I had a couple of uh, stories. Um, interesting one. Um, Olympian Sean Barber, dead at 29. Canadian pole. Oh, I should wait a minute. Well, I, said, I, said, I haven't had uh, haven't had chance to uh, put Shahid music on. Is that working? A young athlete has died after experiencing health issues. <laughs> Canadian pole vaulter Sean Biver died January seventeenth at his home in Kingwood, Texas. His agent Paul Doyle Doyle told Associated Press. Berber died or passed away due to medical complications, according to the outlet. His official cause of death has not been shared. More than just an incredible athlete, Sean was just a good-hearted person that always put others ahead of himself, Doyle told the AP. Jan 18th. It's a tragic loss, such a good person at such a young age. 
After competing at the University of Akron, Barber became the world champion for pole vaulting in 2015 with a height of 5.90 meters. The same year, he was crowned a Pan American Games champion and went on to compete at the 2016 Olympics in Rio de Janeiro. However, Barber faced challenges in his athletic career in the following years. He suffered an he suffered ankle injuries in 2018 and took a break from competing in 2019 on the Canadian outlet CBC. I was dealing with some personal issues, injuries, family, he told news broadcaster in 2020. There are a lot of personal factors playing roles in my career that I had to reevaluate, and I'm still in the process of managing those relationships. Look at him. <laughs> the epitome of uh, unhealth. Just look at that. Describing himself as fairly healthy at the time, Berber said he, Barber said he was happy to be slowly returning to the sport again. It's a lot of fun to have these early couple of meets. He added, something I'm looking forward to working on, just being able to show up and have fun at a meet without the sense of pressure. Now, um, Canadian, we can presume, um, vaccinated, uh, I would say. Uh, particularly, they've probably got uh, restrictions um, with respect to, uh, you know, sports whatever the you have like the fa like football associations right the governing governing bodies of sports etc um so again an, another athlete um passes away and so uh we salute this shahid for sequestering his carbon so that the world economic forum can eat another mouthful of steak and caviar in peace knowing that that carbon is deep deep in the ground um so uh yeah i thought i thought that was just uh it came up in the feed earlier right so what did i have next um yeah, ethical skeptics just uh, he's reporting on these American Cancer Society Cancer Facts and Figures 2024 report is out. I think I might have covered this the other day. So 12.7 or six sigma excess cases projected for 2024, same percent excess as 2023, two and a half sigma jump immediately after vaccine rollout. Um, you know, I've seen back and forths about the cancer, etc., but um, I'm I'm sticking with uh ethical skeptic uh in this one um well anyway um keep keep following this it's uh interesting development right so chicky has caused a ruffle on um about robert malone pandemics and um i haven't actually seen what this what was the original post uh, so, yeah, Doc Malik had uh, Robert Malone on, and um, I haven't watched it, so I'm just going from the controversy that's been um, generated by Jicky's tweet. Um, let's see, so answered in this interview, maybe I should work through the... Um, Fred, uh, Professor Martin Neal, not impressed. Sadly, it's not a serious response to those serious people arguing counterpositions who bring evidence and reason to the table. The pseudo pandemic debate is being avoided and really needs to be responded to. Calling horseshit is an incredible academic. Oh, this is the Martin Neal who's um, tagged up with uh, what's her face? The one who's saying that there was nothing that happened in New York. Um, let's see how much more he has to say. Um, 
Sure, I agree he received some unfair and unbalanced criticism, but you can't put all criticism in the same bucket and claim they're all nothing but unfounded personal attacks. I find it somewhat ironic that someone who claims to suffer from misinformation attacks then crudely deploys the same tactics against all of those who criticise his ideas. It would be great if he could write a few articles destroying opposing hypothesis, given how productive he is, this would only take him a day or so. And all of this could be done in an objective and courteous fashion. Um... I would like to hear Dr. Malone, who has blocked me, explain why he believes that there was an infectious virus in 2020. Oh, God, Denny Rancor's analysis clearly shows that in a few places where there were excess deaths in 2020, they stopped at borders, suggesting response accountable. Well, you know, people were locked down as well. Um, so, you know, there's that confound. And we look uh, all around the world and we see spikes everywhere. And I'm, like Charles, I'm going with that there was an agent um injected into the environment, well, not injected, uh, released into the environment, and uh, we saw the effects of it. Now, if you're to believe that it was just infectious clones, you have to believe that basically they seeded that in every country and major city across the world, and except probably Africa. And, you know, going back to sort of ethical skeptics work, that he thinks Omicron was a sort of proto- SARS-CoV-2, and that might have been circulating, which accounted for Asia's somewhat low figures at the beginning. Um, maybe, maybe. Um, I don't buy. I don't buy Rancor's analysis. It's it's shocking. It's shocking how many people are just swallowing that slop. Uh, you may, dear Doctor Malone, I may recall I hosted you and Jill for dinner. Dr. Cole, yeah, okay. Um, let's go back. Uh, all right, so answered in the interview. There was a pan, and this is important, right? So I, I will tell you what I learned when I was an undergraduate and I had to do, um, I had sort of crossover courses with um, the medical students. And the... This is what I remember. An epidemic is the emergence of multiple cases within a country of a disease that they monitor for pandemic potential in this instance. As a pandemic means that you have multiple cases in two or more countries. And the numbers at the time, I remember thinking, oh, it's, it's low. Right, that you know, it, it could be like d double digits, but because the cases are emerging um, in clusters, well, in, whether it's in country or across countries, that was the definition of epidemic and pandemic. And actually, watching this conversation play out, you can see that people, because of their lack of understanding from the clinical side, have it in their mind that pandemic must mean that you're involved in, um, you know, an a movie outbreak type situation where this is not what these words mean and you know has it been abused yes i think so but the medical definitions were have been sound and have not changed in my mind and we'll see what Chicky says so he says answered in the, in the interview there was a pandemic because pandemic is only defined on the basis of infections not death the media made it scarier I agree. Ahmad changed the goalposts to deadly pandemic and got caught out. Please do not try the same trick. Ahmad, is that Malik? 
Uh, so bravo to Jicky for sticking to that. I wonder what the responses are. To clarify the issue, I'm posting the relevant clip below with the subtitles were added here. There were two significant omissions which have therefore been added. The issue is not whether Robert Malone believes or believed in a certain thing three years ago or now. Although some detractors think this is an issue, this is because it will never be possible to guess what someone believes. The issue here is that words were and often put into his mouth so that he can be attacked using straw men by people who are supposedly on the side of truth. All I have seen from these attacks and reiterated by Doc Ahmed Malik in this interview is the seeming desperation for a certain group to relentlessly use fallacious and irrelevant tactics to criticize someone who seems to be adding a great deal of positive exposure to the necessary issues. That group seems to be, as acknowledged by Doc Malik, predominantly from the no virus camp. And Doc Malone quite rightly points out that this camp has all the hallmarks of the no rounding of the earth camp, which we've just seen. Uh, <laughs> Goodman and Cullen are intricately involved with. Uh, and act as chaos agents. I agree. I agree. I have encountered these groups plentifully and encountered another wave just now showing how obvious their tactics are. For the record, here is the clip. Robert Malone clearly states that there was no lethal pandemic as would be expected, meaning to a reasonable person. But what the pandemic issue is semantics of definition only and the who are in control of the decision to call it. Doc Malik acknowledged acknowledges that he changed the terms after the question was answered and they agreed to move on. Nothing wrong with that. You got busted, you acknowledged it and moved on to two more hours of chat. There are many things I think I might not agree with from either party in this interview, but it's necessary to make this point so that people are aware that chaos agents are behind these attacks. Their arguments are superfluous and irrelevant, but they're becoming louder and they are simply the same people that have been attacking us for three years, rebranded. They are after Malone today, but will be after Malik tomorrow. They create noise out of peace and divide people over nothing. Please, people, do not fall for it. Hashtag free tablets. Um, free tablets obviously being referenced to uh, the fact that antibiotics showed a crash in um, prescriptions um, as uh, COVID was doing the rounds and you know you had the, uh, the the absurd and you know the basic notion that oh oh god antibiotics don't treat viruses don't you know your biology Right, so next, what makes you think there's a pandemic? So according to lots of different people, who very smart people, Denny Rangor. Denny Rangor is not smart. And the fact that people are just chomping down on his shit-tier math is uh, atrocious in my mind. But anyway. Rangor, Stefan Lomborg, and many others. There's actually no increase yeah, yeah, in yeah. all-cause mortality. There's no increase in all-cause mortality in 2020. Denny Rankert's looked at every state. <laughs> Which is not true. It is not true. Um, go look at the ethical skeptic has done a good job, man. And he knows what he's doing with data. Um, 
right, why is Rancor getting I I get it because they want they want to bite onto something that they think has substance. Whereas, you know, you can't use a 12-month smoothing window and say that that is the prediction of deaths when, you know, you've got to, you've got to have it sort of... It has to be polynomial, the curve, and it has to... You can't back-project it. And um, you, have to, you can't just say that all those deaths were because people were locked in their houses. People don't just die from being locked in their... They weren't even locked in their houses, right? It was just that movement was limited somewhat. It wasn't Peruvian death squads going around gunning down thousands of people a day. Like that's uh, that's more than uh, die in Ukraine by orders of magnitude. Right? <laughs> Ukraine don't uh, Peru doesn't have enough uh, military or guns to do that. Let's see. Um... I replied to an ex post that Cullen's style reminds me of QAnon. I'd love to be a fly on the wall. Is Spook Chaos training class to see their playbook? Yeah, he definitely has that QAnon vibe for sure. And, you know, you can show what he's trying to peddle is false when you dig into the data. And that's what you should do, folks. That's what I've been trying to do for four years. Follow the data, right? Sometimes it can lead to dead ends. But if you're consistent and try to maintain objectivity you'll get to you'll get closer to ground truth and the simple ground truth is is that bio warfare medical countermeasures were part of this and i would go even further as i play somewhat of a commentator now on the internet and you know having an interest in geopolitics i i think that there's a lot of overlap with the current instability that we find ourselves in and the fact that iran and uh the Russians took a massive hit right at the beginning and then uh, then are being sucked Russia's been sucked in and now they're angling towards uh, trying to take out Iran yeah you know what and <laughs> just call me a little skeptical about all this Pandemic should be useful for people. Like, does Cullen agree with the Weinstein guy? Says chaos training question. I don't know, man, but just the, the as soon as someone is pushing something demonstrably false or unprovable, then I, I, I just think it's time to move on. Now, of course, I, I have to um, scrape a living now, having <laughs> trying to trying to speak publicly about science. Would I have been able to do this in a um, more orthodox position, maybe not, maybe not. And um, but and I think, I think my skill set was needed here rather than, <laughs> rather than, um, well, yeah. <laughs> poor monkeys. And that. I think Jicky is just being reasonable. Yes, yeah, Jicky takes the reasonable path here. Anyway, um, but. <laughs> Malik pushing Rancor's data again, uh, unquestioningly. Mortality by week, okay, so, age, so, and sex. Uh, let me just finish. Let me hold finish. On, let me finish. Stop. No, I know all that bullshit. Okay, listen. Yeah. A pandemic is something that is declared, and it involves an infectious disease. It doesn't require that there be a certain level of mortality. This is true. This is true. This is what I was trained in, what I learned, and um, I haven't seen that changed 
but as we've seen that it can be a pathway to abuse through turnkey totalitarianism well you know we should be on our toes somewhat but if these people are operating if malik doesn't know that that's the definition of a pandemic ugh, that says a lot about the state of uh, education today because that was a uh, basic basic medical courses So what we're arguing about here is the semantics of a term, a definition. That this was declared as a pandemic. It was treated as a pandemic. It resulted in a circulation of an infectious disease, a novel infectious virus. Um, it was of low pathogenicity with a mortality rate of about 0.02%. But that has nothing to do with whether or not it was a pandemic. So what they're arguing... So I, would, I would take issues there because um, we could see that there was different mortality rates around um, different variants. And so earlier strains have more lethality. And that seems to abate it somewhat as Omicron has become the predominant strain. Omicron still fucks people up. Um, I want to say, of course, uh, prayers to uh, Good Doggy. He's um, just, just uh, climbing out of the COVID hole. And um, it kicked his ass. Um, his blood O2 was dropping into the 80s. Um, he's hovering in the low 90s right now. Um, but thankfully, he's um, he seems okay. And um, I hope. <sighs> Let's see. Oh, my God, Freddie, when I got out of the bath in jumping on, I'm going to give her an earful. I got that clip of Kev exposing her on Crawford's retarded show. Um, oh, Lapiovia. Yeah, yeah. And like I say, man, um, <laughs> when, you, when you see uh, people like, Kui, who is going all out and trying to name people, I don't know, like it's, it's a nonsense position now that he's holding. But nothing happened. <laughs> that was it. Nothing happened. Just uh, um, go about your business. Well, um, I, I want to know. It's like, it's like uh, you, you're walking around and um, the flower plot, pew, you just hear it crack and uh, splinter. Now, you know, sometimes. Uh, your, your terracotta flower pot that you you've got at head level as you're doing uh, you're doing your uh, your gardening. Sometimes they just shut up, but you know maybe maybe someone's firing at you from a distance and the sniper rifle just missed. Right, <laughs> so you don't just carry on, do you? You want to know who's shooting at you and why. Um, so in this instance, I'm with Robert Malone on this one. Robert Malone, I think, could be telling us a whole lot more. I really do. Um, the fact that he doesn't use his position right now to be talking about bio-warfare is very concerning. ...is characteristics of, an, of a pandemic. They're arguing that they, have, they hold the definition of what is a pandemic. And based on their definition, this does not meet those criteria. I call bullshit on that. 
Why? Explain that to me, Robert, because a pandemic, a deadly pandemic is a deadly pandemic. This is nothing you, worse you than didn't a, say a bad deadly flu pandemic, season. okay? I know that, no, that's this true. This is just, you're, you're splitting hairs, okay? This, this, you're, you're, you're gone down a rabbit hole and pretty soon we're going to be talking about whether this is a flat earth or whether no. or not viruses oh, exist. Oh, God, no. Debate that one too? No, God. <laughs> yeah, uh, get Cooey on the line. <laughs> He'll do it for you. I get attacked for that already. Right. I get I get attacked for not you know challenging the vi no virus thing. So please let's not go there. Are you want right, you want to argue about germ theory versus terrain theory? That's another no, no. I'm argument. already I'm already accused of controlled opposition because I don't say that viruses don't exist. And I'm like, so like, I never I said go... this was a deadly pandemic. This this you asked me a flat out yes no question. Now yeah, you're yeah. setting me up for for a no no. A line There's of no set this this. This was this was defined as a pandemic by the world. It definitely was a, a novel coronavirus that spread throughout the world. Uh, in terms of its mortality and morbidity, it was largely the consequence of public health mismanagement, not the primary disease. But having been infected by Wuhan one in February of 2020. I can tell you that this was not the flu. Um, I'm in agreement there. And the... I have to watch the rest of this, but what's the failing here? That there's this, um, yeah, you can call it hair splitting, when what you should be doing is talking about, was this a biowarfare release? And does that biowarfare release leverage social mechanisms to maximize impact through the secondary agent? That's what we should be talking about. And no one is. And what is the primary disease driving mechanism? Well, you need something that can keep doing it long after the initial exposure to um, the let's say the inflammatory chemicals, the lipids, et cetera, that type of thing. Um, you need something that's capable of, again, causing the cardiac issues. And um, we know now that uh, the amyloidogenic clotting um, would be a big issue. We know that um, that's going to cause uh, inflammatory states, inflammatory states, and likely to impact cardiovascular function and um, you need to be able to leverage the um, well the neurodegenerative side so um, you know looking at the latest data so what you can see is the massive all-cause mortality initially was in the dementia groups that has fallen off as due to a pull forward effect but it's now going back up and um, we, we have to see if that continues to um, go up and confirm part of the hypothesis that this would be this exposure to these um, toxic epitopes, either via pathogen or through gene transfection, is leading people into this um, prodromal or even uh, the fulminant neurodegenerative phenotype.
and also, again, we looked at uh, the, the role in cancers and the fact that it could be impacting cancers. It didn't have to be dependent upon uh, genetic mutation. And uh, these prions can affect uh, the translation step from RNA to um, functional protein. So these are, these are all mechanisms that are at play. And if my contention is, is that they've weaponized amyloids and n not enough people are talking about it. <coughs> um, this is the ex post. Okay. Um. Oh, you were quoting uh, Sasha Lapiovia. According to Jicky Mouse and Malone, when who and your government says it's a pandemic, you better shut up and bend it over, peasant. Um, I don't think that's what's being argued. Again, so you're seeing this misconstruing and taking of people's words and actually saying what they're not saying. And we're going to see a prime example of that from Juicetonic in a minute. Um, this is absolutely not what he says, says Lin Finn. I have a transcript. He said, pandemics were announced by the government. Doesn't have to be lethal, just announced. What do you think he said? What was your definition of a pandemic? He gave the right medical definition for a pandemic. Sorry. Sorry. That, that's what he did. Um, you're barking up the wrong tree. I have date stamps, quote tweet, once from time periods where none of you were around. Um... Let's see, I just wanted a definition of the pandemic in the context of how Malone defined it, an announcement. He said it wasn't what Malone said, so I need to clarify. I sent a transcript to another post. Trying to Jicky Leaks. Jicky is still evading a direct, simple answer. He said he agreed with Malone. I'd just like to clarify what Jicky thinks, what the definition of pandemic is. Like I say, a pandemic is multiple cases of a monitored disease emerging in two or more countries. That that then can be classed as a pandemic. Um, let's see. His response was clear as to his thoughts on the subject. There's no such thing as a virus. Camp is tired, easily discredit, and looks to paint us all with the same brush. We stick to the science. Yes, yeah, stick to the science. And who uses this def? The flat earth argument won't be so funny. Um, who already used this def in 2020? Malone thinks it's valid. It goes back. It goes back in my medical books. Like in 30 years. So... <laughs> Uh, let's see, when you lose a son to the jab, get back to me, folks. If you think this is an academic exercise for everyone, think again. It's personal for some of us. Think about it. Um, I'm very sorry for your loss. It's very serious to me. Jicky is in Malone's camp looking for popularity only. He's <laughs> says, uh, says the son of uh, Sof, uh, the mother of Sof. <laughs> and you know, she goes around pushing uh, graphene uh, nonsense. That's another bitch that needs pimpanding up and down the uh, internet for eternity. Mr. Wiffler says, I don't agree with the bulk of your stance, but I have one question. If the virus was a nasty bioweapon, what protected Mr. Rothschild at all? It's just a niggling doubt I have. So remember that the bioweapon isn't designed to kill. It's designed to incapacitate. And the simple fact is, is that there are a slew of countermeasures that were available. Hydroxychloroquine, 
was one. Why do you think they uh, took it off pharmacist shelves? It was taken off pharmacist shelves in France where it was an over-the-counter medicine in the summer of 2019. Um, potentially ivermectin. There's also the peptide fusion inhibitors. Perhaps something like Draco could have been used. There, there are many, many countermeasures that you could have if you knew that there was going to be an agent to be released. You could have advantageous polymorphisms, which the Rothschilds do have, because they are the Jew. These are all factors. All factors. And if someone will not touch any one of those factors, like the Rothschilds being the Jew. When I discussed with Matt Crawford, <laughs> and he's literally got the Rothschild on his uh, network diagram. And he was like, oh, there's no relation. And he had the other sort of primary node was uh, he had Rockefellers. He had no idea that Rothschild uh, had major stakes in Rockefeller um, equity management and uh, acquisitions. <laughs> These are, and if you, if you are avoiding those subject areas, you are not being forthcoming with the truth. I'm sorry. And if someone's going around saying uh, it's the Fourth Reich emerging, well, yeah, I would, uh, I would change those words to someone's trying to hedge for the messianic age is what I'm seeing. I boiled lemon and grapefruit peels for DIY hydroxychloroquine. Was that dumb? Um, I was watching this discussion about this, and apparently it doesn't contain quinine, um, as people were claiming. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm sure the... Um, oh, what do you call them? Citrones, right? That, that's the sort of primary active molecules. Um, are they are they useful and uh, good for you? Probably. Um, <laughs> I see a monkey just eat orange peel like it's nothing. Many many a time, banana skin. They they eat that shit. They wolf it down. Um, let's see. Mister Fuller says, "Okay, gotcha. I've been over these thoughts too. I think you're right. Binary weapon in conjunction with the shot. Yes, yes. And that binary approach is acknowledged bioweapon strategy." So all the time someone's trying to tell you and, and what, you, what, what happens is all the people that got impacted by the pathogen, who actually got sick, when they hear that, oh, nothing happened or, I don't know, you got, you got doused by uh, chemtrails, um, you're going to lose those people. And so you have, to, you have to have as broad a framework as possible to account for as much of the data as possible. Um, I'm kind of interested in how the rest of this. Um, let's see. Uh, 73 responses. FYI, relating to the recent dust up with UK's Dr. Malik and the UK Army's 77th Brigade, I corresponded with Denny Rancor yesterday regarding this whole purity spiral issue of the definition of pandemic and how he is being cited in attacks against me for not endorsing 
the concept that there was no pandemic. He told me that he did not want to discuss and is just going to go focus back on my science. That's what he did with Charles Rixey as Rixey began to pin him with respect to his shitty math. He also said that he'd been contacted by some of these people who were soliciting his assistance in attacking me. Good to know. I'm reminded of the quote, just because I am paranoid does not mean they are not out to get me and that our opponents routinely deploy the tactic, accuse the other side of which you are guilty. This is the face of true controlled opposition. Welcome to the 77th Brigade UK. The 77th Brigade is a British military unit that uses psychological operations and social media to challenge the difficulties of modern warfare. Welcome to fifth generation warfare waged by nation states against their own citizens. And this is true. We know the 77th Brigade are involved. Uh, oh, yes, I'm very familiar with them. We call them the Mutton Crew on the east side of the pond. There are some insidious groups in the US too. And this is why on my profile, where you go, you find the pinned tweet, how to slaughter mutton. It res <laughs> relays to these fuckers. Um, and you know, I get it. It's a little verbose, but um, you know, that's it. It uh, reflects how I feel about these assholes. They, you know, it's an offensive move against you. And they say, "Well, you know, I did kill you, did it?" Uh, well, you know, you're still taking swings at me, so uh, I have every right to defend myself. Um, let's see. Chitty Davros says, Bugsy Malone is another deep state clown, just like RFK Jr. Boy, fuck them all. Um, yeah, but I have to concede that Robert Malone has moved stuff forward. I don't buy the arguments made that he's responsible for remdesivir. Me and Charles went through all that in the summer. It's, it's not there. That's another... Um, it's another dead-end overcomplicated theory pushed by Houstonic. And it doesn't really stand up to um, scrutiny. Uh, so there are some insidious groups in the US too. Yeah, they're all over, man. This, like I say, it's not just state actors. You have to think corporate transnational as well. And they are legion. Um, lots of people showering praise on him. You are a liar and an asshole. Denny can mop the floor with you in any debate. No, he can't. Denny runs from any debate. I'll debate Rancor anytime. Uh, I felt Dr. Malone at times exasperation with Malik having to respond for the umpty time to the same critiques for which he is amply on record. Malone should stick to discussion with those of comparable intellect who move forward. McKernan would be interesting. 77 Brigade, a propaganda unit working for government whose royal family is openly Masonic, um, has at least a paedophile prince, endorses knights pedos like Savile, and has a rabbi to circumcise their sons. What do you expect? Well, what do you think it means when they have a rabbi circumcise their sons? <laughs> I think uh, I think we know what that means. Right. Off topic, Kev, uh, Copeland is pushing sex being non-binary. Yeah, because he's a woke fucking lickspittle that just, um, <laughs> I don't know why, why people would sort of tune into that nonsense. And again, it's it's interesting to me how the um, 
pro-vax mutton crew side is a um that they fit into that left leaning i don't know social justice paradigm now and man, you've just got you've just got to be uh aware of it and how to how to navigate around it and like i say it's interesting to see these interactions right now and again until someone really starts charging forward <laughs> you got you got we have to test the hypothesis that we got deliberately attacked and we got attacked by a new form of weapon which was aimed at triggering prion cascades that's that's where we're at we don't so what did i have next uh husmeronic husatonic sad unfortunately because i still i still like mark um for all his uh weird takes so uh he posted this he did a list um uh, <laughs> Tonic's making lists <laughs> robert malone pandemic happened pandemics will happen again possibly worse the vaccine saves some lives and may get better government lockdowns were justified um i don't know brett weinstein Pandemic happened. Pandemics will happen again, possibly worse. So basically, he's just saying the same thing. Charles Rixey. Pandemic happened. Pandemics will happen again, possibly worse. The vaccine saves some lives and may get better. Government lockdowns were justified. Me, pandemic. Dr. McCann, Mark. Pandemic happened. Pandemics will happen again, possibly worse. The vaccine saves some lives and may get better. Government lockdowns were justified. Um, I... <laughs> That's not the position at all. And as it's um, as we've aggregated more data, the position that we're in right now, Mark, is that what you are seeing, what they labelled a pandemic, was a, uh, a an assault, a very sophisticated assault using biowarfare methodology. And that methodology includes all the neuropsychological warfare, all the nudging, and the ability to control institutes such that you had this lockstep movement. But the weapons were still deployed. Um, he makes the same um, issue about Kevin McKernan. And again, the I'll just say, I'll just add this. Not all the people that died, died of fucking fentanyl doses like your son. Sorry, I consider your son a casualty of chemical warfare in the 21st century, but that's how it is. This is a shit tier level analysis. You're getting shit tier level analysis from... Cooey, you're getting shit to... I don't know Malik enough. I don't watch enough of his stuff to um, have any opinion one way or the other. But I see Sasha Lapiovia, shit-tier analysis. Cullen and Goodman, shit-tier analysis. <laughs> There's only a few people that are actually going and doing any lab work and doing anything approximating the due diligence with respect to this data. see boosting tr says um maybe malone is happy to talk with trolls during this time i'm sure these psychological operations have layers anyone in proximity to brett weinstein equals peter Thiel is the controlled op um yeah look the uh the networks around the joe rogan um dork web for sure you, you have to that they are not only a well-oiled business machine but their power as 
psychological nudge type units is apparent for anyone and all to see. And so in this has Brett Weinstein done some good things? I would say yes. Um, he's got into issue about removing a post about masks. Look, I'll say my mask position was based on Asian data, right? In Japan, nothing was happening here at the beginning. They would get resealed borders and nothing was happening. Everyone was masked up. And that was the data point that I had. We didn't lock down. I wasn't for lockdowns. You know, potential, um, I was like, we should wait a few weeks just to see what it is that we're dealing with. But the, the lockdown thing, I've never been really for, <laughs> what the, I don't, you know what? Um, I don't, well, the thing is, I don't know because I wasn't, I wasn't in those countries, but we didn't lock down here. The things slowed down somewhat. The schools were shut for a few weeks and that was basically it. And then restaurants were, they weren't allowed to stay open past like 11 um, p.m. Um, but pretty much everything else was normal. We had the perspex screens, etc. Um, right, but that is because he is algorithmically boosted by the people that control the algorithms and he is their affiliate. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not part of that uh, sacred algorithm. I have to fight um, an uphill battle every day because I call out what I see. And when there's shit tier analysis, like what just got dropped here by Juice Tonic, uh, you know what? Call me a little skeptical. And again, I would just say that um, I get it, man. Losing a son is fucking tough, but that's what screwed him up. And it wasn't COVID that killed his son. It was fentanyl. But I, but I, I passed a little purity test with Mark because I've been speaking about fucking fentanyl since the beginning. Because I considered that chemical warfare. So, there's that. All right. Uh, what did I have next? Um, oh, I started so to watch also, this. Just, uh, in... I, I, I caught a couple of minutes of it. I just wanted to see this because it was about Brett Weinstein. Um, I haven't watched all of this, so we, we can watch this together. This section... Uh, unbelievable, i.e., you know, impossible to believe social media success uh, is another red flag. You know, as I've, I've said in other videos, this huge amount of fake bot traffic on Twitter is not accidental. It's used strategically to push approved TM dissidents. And uh, you can look at various metrics, but if you look at, let's say, for example, Brett Weinstein followers is is the best part of a million followers right now so that makes brett weinstein a academic from evergreen which is hardly the best known academic institution in the u.s more popular he has zero academic achievements like his brother and the stuff about their father being placed um you know <laughs> the jew <laughs> lawyer and uh, patents, etc., is very interesting, and the overlap with Teal, etc., all, all very interesting and something to be aware of. Um, you know, do certain goals and takes on information and data align across certain dimensions? Yes, they do. 
And sometimes when they do, you should work with those rather than just trying to fight them. But you should be aware of the content, uh, the potential confounders that you'd be working with. And right now, I would say if you're going with the Earth is flat, there's no viruses, RNA viruses are a myth of biology and can't cause sustained infectious chains, um, you've reached a, uh, a dead end, basically. You're, not, you're unable to adapt to the continued emerging data that we see. than let's say five leading journalists and scientists in the UK uh, who have been in this business for decades uh, on the accounts of James Belling, James Dellingpole, uh, Peter Hitchens, Professor Norman Fenton, Alison Pearson from The Telegraph, Vanessa Beely. If you add all of them up together, they still apparently don't have as many followers as Brett Weinstein from uh, Evergreen. It just doesn't, you know, I do not believe that. And I don't believe it because I've looked at the picture on the likes, which is very similar to this. Uh, he's averaging however many thousands of likes per tweet. Again, orders of magnitude higher than, for example, um, journal high-profile journalists and authors who have been in the business for years, breaking stories, who have a long following, who have been, you know, 10 years plus on social media, I do not believe this, again, because I've seen the traffic. And you can look at it yourself. I encourage you, if you don't believe me, uh, go into a Brett Weinstein tweet, <clears throat> look at something with you know four or 5,000 likes, and just scroll through who's providing those likes. This is another red flag for approved dissidents. Somebody somewhere wants this guy's tweets uh, flooding the zone, so pushing up high as possible in the timeline. So you see it when you open your Twitter and, you know, correspondingly, all of these get pushed down massively. This is not stuff that happens by accident. Somebody is doing this deliberately. And I'm saying I don't believe that Brett Weinstein is genuinely more popular than some of five of the leading sort of scientists, journalists, uh, in in the uk i just do not believe it it doesn't make sense and that's much more important than the numbers that twitter shows you as i've said in other videos most of those numbers are fake so this is another red flag i'm inclined to agree with that new era of wars and unless we re-establish order what's this new uh yuva harari mm, interesting uh let's see um what did i have after that i think um what was this oh yeah i, th I, I didn't i don't know what this is about but apparently uh <laughs> nurse campbell wants to speak about uh lab leaks um the <laughs> Do I do I indulge this or just let me, let me see how much I've uh, <laughs> can I feed that bleak today? <laughs> Let's see, feed the bleak. Come on. Do, 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 do. Um, 
we've got a couple. Let's see. Um, we have raised. Come on, I I got to raise uh, forty bucks. <laughs> forty bucks, feed that bleak. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. Welcome to today's talk, Thursday, the eighteenth of January. Now, being a fairly sad individual, I was browsing through the Cambridge Dictionary, and I found a rather interesting uh, idiom. That's the link there. Now, the idiom is accidentally on purpose, <laughs> and it means this. If you do something accidentally on purpose, you do it intentionally, but pretend it happened by chance. I never liked those glasses of Peter's. I might drop them one day, accidentally on purpose. Now, today we're going to be looking at... Yeah, that, oh, that's why I wanted to look at this, because apparently he's mentioned prions, which means he's listening to me, which means, you know, he should, uh, he should actually give accreditation to the person or the people because I'm not the only one who's pushed, been pushing this thing for four years. A peer-reviewed journal about lab leaks, peer-reviewed, evidenced leaks from laboratories uh, for viruses, bacterium, fungi, parasites, and prions, these proteinaceous infectious particles that are somewhat of a concern as... So, big boy? Okay. Well... But the point is, these agents could be released deliberately by malicious actors. And surprisingly enough, there is one, two, maybe even three or four malicious actors in the world or even organisations that might deliberately release such an organism. The potential for biological warfare is real. Uh, now, whoa, 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 whoa. Steady on, Nurse Campbell. Yeah, he's starting to, uh, he's starting to make me, uh, oh, look, um, he's a polarising figure on our Discord because of his avid push towards vaccines. Now, is he is he going to recognise that the vaccines cause or, or would should be considered a unorthodox binary weapons system in conjunction with social control mechanisms? Hmm? Hmm, interesting. I have piqued my interest now. Yes. This is the paper I'm going to be looking at here, fully peer-reviewed paper from The Lancet. The Lancet does still come up with some, uh, some fairly good papers from time to time. And also in today's video, I'll be looking at uh, the World Economic Forum preparing for disease X. Now, of course, it's very good of these, uh, these elite people to uh, prepare for threats to us, uh, proletariat, to, 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 the, uh, to the plebeian class, uh, you know, who might need their gracious help at some point in the future. So we'll be looking at that in a minute, and then you can let me know whether you're reassured or not. I actually can't remember voting for any of the delegates, but, uh, but anyway, that's a separate matter. Um, now, let's get on with this particular paper from the Lancet, first of all. Laboratory-acquired infection and pathogen escape worldwide between 2000 and uh, 2021. Now, they do go back further in their literature. I'm not going to cover it now because the video will be too long, but they go right back to the 1940s, identifying lab leaks that are in the literature uh, from that time. And, of course, there may have been leaks before that that we don't know about that aren't in the literature, quite possible. But let's get straight down to what this is saying. Peer-reviewed, uh, good quality scientists, the Lancet microbe. They say this, laboratory-acquired infections, LAIs, <laughs> uh, and accidental pathogen escape from laboratory settings, APELs, um, what about them? Uh, are a major concern for the community. So major concern for the community, and I guess that means the community of worldwide humans. A risk-based approach for pathogen research management within a standard biosafety management framework is recommended, but is challenging. Well, I think we all know from potentially from recent experience that yes, it is challenging to establish biosecurity. Uh, it is challenging. <laughs> nice understatement. Due, due to uh, reasons such as uh, inconsistency, uh, in risk uh, tolerance and perception. Some people just don't see the risk. Other people are prepared to tolerate the risk. Here we perform a scoping review, looking at everything they could find, basically, using public available peer-reviewed uh, journal and media reports 
of uh, laboratory associated instance uh, and uh, what was APELs again? Accidental pathogen escape from laboratory settings between 2020 and 2021. Now, of course, um, they did have fairly uh, stringent exclusion criteria. So they only took things that there was good evidence for. And of course, these are just things. All they could take was what is in the public domain. Things that basically had been published. I wonder if there's things that aren't in the public domain. I guess that's... Uh, um... What do you think, Nurse Campbell? Hmm? Known unknowns. We, we know they're there, but we don't know what they are, I guess. Um, so only focused on what is sort of in the public domain. Declarations of interest in the authors. Always check this for papers now, just in case someone's got a competing interest. But they declared no competing interest. Therefore, we may carry on. Right. Laboratory acquired infections. 309 individuals, 94 reports, 51 different pathogens, disease causing microorganisms. Eight fatalities reported. And again, I'm stressing that this is in the peer reviewed literature. Now, um, you might think it's uh, 8 million or more. Um, this is what's in the peer review literature. This is what's in that paper. Whatever you want to think is up to you, of course. Um, 2.6 of these were uh, fatal. 2.6. Now, now this one here, this causes uh, bacterial meningitis. So that's quite a nasty one. Yersinia pestis. Um, have you heard of Yersinia pestis before? Well, um, this was what caused the Black Death, the major outbreak. So in, in uh, 1349, 1350, this killed probably half the population of my country and all the Eurasian landmass. Now, it didn't get to the Antipodes. It didn't get to the Americas. But apart from that, it killed pretty well half of the entire world's population. Estimates vary between 40 and 60%. This is quite incredible. Just imagine that 50% of the human race were to, to die. Uh, the, the impact is just uh, incredible. Yersinia pestis. Um, people still experimenting with it. Not particularly dangerous now, really, in a, in, a, in a sense, because we can treat it with antibiotics. The reason we no longer, because we get outbreaks of Yersinia pestis and the respiratory form as well, quite commonly. But because we treat it with antibiotics, we treat it at cause. And because we treat the cause in individuals, they're no longer infectious, which of course is uh, what we want because the cure that's so it's, it's an example of stopping a pandemic and it would become a pandemic if we didn't treat it uh, a pandemic with curative treatment as opposed to oh i don't know say prophylactic vaccination an alternative approach quite quite a good idea really um this this one causes uh, enteric fever ebola virus of course terrible virus about 50 percent mortality so let's be quite clear laboratory work experimental work has been carried out in laboratories around the world on a virus the ebola virus that kills 50 percent of people that it infects and unlike Yersinia pestis, where we can treat it with antibiotics, Ebola, we cannot treat it with um, antibiotics, of course, because it's a, it's a virus. Bovine spongiform encephalopathy. This is the prion disease that affected cattle, and it also affects humans in the form of what we call Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease. So that's known to have killed people. Now, um, accidental pathogen escape from laboratory settings. 16 were reported. Now, this one here, uh, anthrax. Now, anthrax is a really nasty bacterial disease, and it can affect... Uh, a bit like BSE and foot and mouth disease, it can affect uh, animals, cattle particularly, as well as humans. Now, now there does seem to be a bit of a, I haven't studied this in detail, but there does seem to be a bit of a global, uh, is word, war too strong a word, but uh, certainly a downer on, on, on cattle at the moment. Um, in uh, Farmers in Netherlands, farmers in Germany, farmers in Ireland. Um, you know, I really hope there isn't an accidental release of a disease that affects the world's uh, cattle. That would be, that would be very, very bad indeed. Uh, people have been experimenting on SARS coronavirus too, and that has been subject to accidental pathogen escape from laboratory settings. They do not say which uh, SARS coronavirus. Did I say two then? I didn't mean, genuinely didn't mean to say that. They don't say that in the paper. Now, we may think that SARS coronavirus two escaped from a laboratory, as I suspect, strongly suspect, but that's not what they say in the paper. Polio virus, of course, causes a terrible paralyzing illness. Uh, brucellosis, so brucellosis, zoonosis, mostly caught from animals, limited human to human transmission, can cause intermittent fevers, and um, this can affect the uh, genitourinary tract uh, as well. People have also been experimenting with foot and mouth disease virus, uh, particularly the one that affects uh, cattle. We've had a terrible outbreak of that before where Millions of cows, I don't know how many millions of cows, were mostly unnecessarily uh, slaughtered. Um, where I live in Cumbria, there's a lot of agricultural areas around about. And, and for weeks, we could smell the acrid smell in the air of burning cattle because of a uh, misplaced, largely because of misplaced modelling. Um, another mistake of disease modelling, but we're not going to go into that now. 
And of course, people have been experimenting on uh, H5N1. This is the uh, bird flu virus. Um, now, there is a real risk of this escaping into human beings, especially if there's a genetic uh, shift that could occur if it combines with another virus. And um, the, the, the potential there is, is there for a human pandemic, and yet people see fit to experiment with this. They also gave a couple of interesting examples. The discovery of historical variola, smallpox. Ampules in a cold storage during a move at laboratories in the National Institutes of Health campus Bethesda. Poseida. It had just been forgotten about. Smallpox had been forgotten about in a cupboard, albeit a cold storage cupboard. Uh, the shipment of live anthrax cultures from a US Department defense laboratory following incomplete activation. So live anthrax being shipped around the place. Um, so there we go, peer-reviewed evidence of definitive uh, lab leaks. Um, not, uh, not good. Accidental lab leaks will carry on. Um, deliberate lab leaks, uh, biological warfare, are, are possibilities, are possibilities. We hope they never happen. Now, we did uh, look at this paper recently, um, uh, of just an example of viral experimentation, lethal infection of human ACE2 transgenic mice caused by SARS coronavirus 2 related pangolin coronaviruses. So this is uh, lethal kills infection of uh, humanized mice. So these are mice with a human gene, uh, they're called transgenic organisms. So they've been given the gene to make the ACE receptor site, the human gene. They're still mice, but they, they express this human um, ACE receptor site. Now you might think that crossing mice and humans or inserting human genes in mice is a question of ethics. It could be. But the point is the mice can be treated as laboratory experimental substitutes for humans because they are expressing human proteins. And they were experimenting with this SARS coronavirus 2 related pangolin coronavirus. This research happened to have been done in China. I must say, I'm somewhat surprised this made it to, it's a preprint, but I'm somewhat surprised it made it to publication. I suspect it might be withdrawn somewhere when, when, withdrawn to when someone realizes uh, that they kind of uh, forgot what they weren't supposed to know. But we'll see, we'll keep an eye on it. Um, SARS coronavirus 2 related pangolin coronavirus, this is it here, it's called GX, uh, can cause 100% mortality in human ACE2 uh, transgenic mice. So we have a virus here affecting human proteins in mice, but it kills 100% of the mice infected. I think I'd rather not know what would happen if that virus got into human beings, because I strongly suspect that 100% of them would no longer be alive shortly after, especially if they weren't allowed. Uh... Again, this issue around the pangolin virus getting into the uh, humanized mice, um, a lot of <laughs> the coronaviruses do that. SARS-CoV-2 did that. Um, we know they're neuroinvasive. That's that's why there is the concern, and that would be your agent of choice for delivering amyloidogenic prion-like seeds. Uh, curative treatments or helping treatments. Um, potentially attributable to late-stage brain infection. So the, the, the mode of death here was brain infection. It did affect other organs, but they died of brain infection. So this particular SARS coronavirus caused the brain infection. This underscores the spillover risk of uh, GX into humans. Well, actually, it doesn't. Uh, I don't agree with that because this virus was not taken from a natural population, which would cause spillover. This virus was generated in the laboratory by a process called cell culture adapted mutation. In other words, they put it, presumably, they don't give the details, but cell culture adapted mutation. It is a mutant um, and it's been uh, infected various cell cultures. Then all of a sudden they find out there's this variant of the virus through this cell culture adapted uh, mutation process. And they thought, oh, hey, this is 100% lethal. Interesting. Let's do some more work on it. Or did they see potential other uses of it? Oh, there's a virus here that's 100% lethal. I wonder if that could be useful for anything. I mean, I can't think of anything it could be useful for. Why on earth would you want a virus that killed 100% of people that infected? I can't think of any possible reason why you would want that. But anyway, moving on. Now, um, this is from Revelation chapter 6. Uh, he's not that funny. I think I'm funny. <laughs> Sorry, this is this is Boomer Goyslop for the <laughs> the Purple Hair Brigade. 
Um, he says, Kev said, Nuss Campbell has a lot of blood on his hands as it relates to the first two years. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it could be that the boomer retardation was just such that he, he believed he believed in the science and the institutes still. He didn't realize what they'd become. So he was, he thought that the quality controls around published scientific material could be taken, well, he wasn't cynical enough about uh, people's motives in this incident. So um, this underscores the spillover risk of GXP2V into humans. Then a not How can I get some Bible? Uh, then another horse came out, a fiery red one. It's the second horseman of the apocalypse. Its rider was given power to take peace from the earth, to make people kill each other. Make people kill each other. To him was given a large sword. Now, I assume this large sword, I've always assumed that this large sword, carried by the second horseman of the apocalypse, was nuclear weapons. So people were, nuclear weapons were available. That's a very large sword. It's got great killing capacity. And uh, people kill each other with them. That's as tragically happened already. Um, but um, maybe maybe that large sword is... a. Uh, virus with massive killing capacity let's watch a couple of video clips and then uh, and then we'll wrap this video up <laughs> i like to think that my uh the quality of my streams with uh you know the how should we say the existential and uh eschatological space that uh i've uh, i've explored um <laughs> blows his out of water <laughs> Um. Indeed. But you would therefore accept that it turned out your trust in the system of government, your trust in, as you described it, in, in the understanding mm. that structurally the United Kingdom was well placed to meet the challenges mm. of this new virus were misplaced. It turned out we were not. We were not as well prepared as we uh, should have been, ideally. I think that is true. Um, again, uh, it's in the nature of the fact that um, the virus was novel. Um, and, and indeed, I think, though, this probably gets the whole of the inquiry, um, there is a significant body of, uh, uh, of judgment uh, that believes that the, the virus itself was man-made. Um, and that, that presents well, a set of challenges as well. Forms no part of the terms of reference of the inquiry, Mr. Gibb, to address that somewhat divisive issue. So we're not going to go there. Uh, why not? Why not? <laughs> the gaslighting and distraction that British media and its... Oh, poisonous relationship with the political class. I can't stand it, man. It's oh, I'd never go back to the UK. I would if I if I uh, if I had to be a spree shooter in the in the UK, it would be to uh, it would be to take out BBC telegram uh, television programs. That's what I would do on the TV. Just to, just shoot the TVs. Those that are listening that uh, don't have my best interests at heart. This is Mr Gove, senior British politician. A significant body of judgment that believes the virus itself, the sars coronavirus 2 was man-made. And that presents a set of challenges. Well, yeah, I think it does set, uh, uh, bring a set of challenges. Because if it's happened once, it could happen again, and we need to learn from the mistakes of history. Now, if I'd been the uh, King's Councillor there, I think I might have taken slightly more interest in saying, we're not going to go there. Absolutely, closed it down. We're not going to go there. I would have thought, I mean, if it had been me, I mean, I'm not King's Councillor, but I would have said, really? That's interesting. You've got some evidence. <laughs> King's Councillor. <laughs> UK and its monarchy.
<laughs> the deference that people gave to it, man. <laughs> and they, uh, they uh, clipped their baby sticks. That's a new one to me. I hadn't heard that before. I want, I want to uh, fact check that one, actually. For that, what is that evidence? Let's examine that. Let's work out how this catastrophe happened. Let's work out how this catastrophic result to this catastrophe happened. And let's make sure a bigger catastrophe doesn't happen in the future. But no, we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. Maybe the terms of this inquiry would have been better if they'd been set differently. Because I would have thought that's exactly where we should be going. But the inquiry's not going to go there. Forget that one. Let's watch another clip now on Disease X. They, each of them, believe health systems should prioritize for an effective response to a potential crisis. And of course, it's our honor always to have Dr. Tedros uh, with us, the Director General of the World Health Organization. And Dr. Tedros, may I ask you to answer that very simple question to start with? Thank you. Can, can you rephrase? Um, just, there we go. The British royal family's circumcision tradition, genesis, and evolution of a contemporary legend. The birth of Prince William's son in July 2013 was the occasion for an outpouring of media speculation about the fur, uh, fate of the ba royal baby's foreskin. The possibility that he might be circumcised was connected to a purported tradition of circumcision within the British royal family, said to have been initiated either by Queen Victoria or by George I. In this article, we trace the origins and evolution of these stories and assess their validity. Our conclusion is that belief in royal circumcision tradition derives from the reported circumcision of Prince Charles, by the mole Jacob Snowman in 1948 and the efforts of the British Israelite movement to concoct a lost tribes of Israel origin for the British race. These elements merged into a fully developed narrative that was widely disseminated from the late 1990s. The initially separate claim that the tradition was imported from Hanover by George I can be sourced to precisely to 2012, we further show that these stories are inventions and that the royal family circumcision tradition should be regarded as a classic instance of a contemporary legend or urban myth. Um, well, if they had uh, come in and uh, give the snip to <laughs> Charlie Boy, you know, it's got some basis there. Yes, of course. Um, the, at, at the highest level, um, what do you think health systems should prioritize for an effective response to a potential crisis? Yeah, I think that's a, a big question. But I would like to start with, um, especially the disease X. It's um, attracting a lot. <laughs> How the fuck do we still have these people talking to us at this stage? <laughs> yeah. Iki's got a point when he talks to me about um, just the slow response that's being made by the public in what is essentially asymmetric war being waged by this apex predator class. And, you know, I don't know what you do. <laughs> what, what do you go and gun up against? Non-compliance is my, but then, you know, so maybe, the, maybe that just gets you rounded up and uh, put into the Soylent Green vats. I don't know. Of attention. But and I hope you have seen in the social media. Wait, shut it! <laughs> Fuck these That's what I want to say to these people. Um, but it's not a new idea. Um, the first time we used the terminology was in 2018. Um, the discussions were in 2017. I was just new director general. Uh, as you know, we annually list the emerging diseases, uh, and uh, MERS could be one, Zika, <laughs> Ebola, those we know. But then we said. There are things that are unknown that may happen. And anything happening is a matter of when, not if. So we need to have a placeholder for that, for the disease we don't know that may come. 
and that was when we gave the name Disease X. Um, so Disease X is a placeholder for uh, unknown um, disease. Um, I just wanted to start by clarifying that because there is already a lot, a lot of attention. If I may, although COVID came immediately, we were preparing for COVID-like uh, disease. You, you may even call COVID as the first disease X. And it may happen again. Um, of course, there are some people who say, oh, this may create panic. No. It's better actually to anticipate something that may happen because it has happened in our history many times and prepare for it. Interesting. The World Health Organization have been using the term disease X since 2018 for new diseases for unknowns. And uh, the director general saying it's a matter of when, not if. He didn't say when, but it's a matter of when, not if. And he said they had been preparing for disease X. And if you like, COVID was the first disease X, but they've been preparing for that. I'm not sure you could really tell they've been preparing for that, but uh, that's what he's saying. So we have these new diseases. They are unknowns. But they need to be prepared for them. The better prepared they are, the better they're able to combat them. Possibly the more power the World Health Organization has, it might claim it's better prepared if it has more executive powers over uh, different peoples in the world. That may be part of his thinking there. We, we don't know. Um, but it's a matter of when, not if. And when this disease comes, it's either going to be a natural spillover event from nature. It's going to be an accidental leak from a laboratory. It could be from abuse of animals in our monoculture system or from um, wet markets and things in China. Um, all of these things should be addressed, but of course, what's a bit harder to address is a deliberate leak in terms of biological warfare for nefarious purposes. That could result in a lot of people suffering and, uh, and dying. That is a possibility. But I think we would reduce the likelihood of any of these outcomes by dramatically treating animals way better than we are doing and by stopping this dangerous research into proteinaceous infectious particles, viruses, bacteria, um, parasites and, and indeed fungal disease. Look, man, I'm uh, I'm on board with Nurse Campbell here. Um, you know, nut up a bit, Campbell. Let me speak to your audience. Let me tell them about prions. I doubt he'll do that. But <laughs> all right. Um, new Substack by Kevin Kernan. Let's have a look. The smoking gun. Yes, um, I, I should do a stream with Charles, uh, maybe later, just about the uh, BSM BL uh, restriction sites and the fact that it's, I, I spoke about it a bit at the beginning, but, you know, it, it's pretty, it's pretty important uh, as things go. <laughs> uh, for all the shit that they threw at Charles, man. <laughs> That's all. I just want to be chinning some fuckers, man. So hard. <laughs> All right. Um, I think uh, I'm not going to get to prions. Um, that I was sent an interesting paper, uh, this one about um, B1 vitamin. And oh. <laughs> it's not. Oh, there it goes. Ligomeric induced activity by final pyrimidine compounds traps prion infectivity um i do think right now the focus should be on um easy easy to get hands-on countermeasures that can be uh effective and you know i'm not sure methylene blue is a daily solution to tell the truth <laughs> you know 
<laughs> once twice a year maybe um uh, you might want you might want that avatar brain you know <laughs> blow out the blow out the uh tangled protein cobwebs um <laughs> uh, a, a shot of uh, Congo Red <laughs> but things that are probably food based are the best strategy right now for delay and just optimal optimal health like I say I think protein misfolding is the hidden driver behind many uh, idiopathic disease um but that's just me that's my own confirmation biases so uh let's see if we were able to uh reach our final goal um <laughs> you've got to we got to pay that blick for uh wrecking the site today <laughs> and i don't know if that one came in uh Vex, thank you very much. Uh, much, much appreciated. And um, Jicky said he, said he sent uh, some Bitcoin. Um, I haven't seen it arrive yet, but um, thank you, Jicky. And uh, right, that's it. Maybe I'll I'll try and uh, snag uh, Shogun Rikasu and we can do the uh, the BSM BL restriction sites. Um, I think that could be interesting. <laughs> Rixie was right, damn it. Right. I'm out of here, folks. Uh, I'll see you in the next one. Bye bye. Take care. God bless. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do. I'm like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that all on, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these papers. I will fucking kill each fucking kappa. I swear. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they actually playing. Fuck these kappas. No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever throws me on fucking blood blood. Never. I will fucking die. Fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking village. Motherfuckers! All them five? I like this guy. So, check what we found out. Let up! 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 Let